What's up y'all, Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number 23, 24. Yeah. It's just dyslexic, my bad. It's episode 24. Two. Take two. Take two. What's up y'all, Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number 24 of Whiskey Wednesday podcast sessions, where we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers over a glass of some fine whiskey. Today, we're gonna be drinking Middleton, Irish whiskey, this is very rare. And I'm gonna be joined by my special guests, Fresco and Manuel Diet, the owners of Zona Centro here in downtown El Paso. What is up guys, how are you? Cheers. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Cheers. Welcome, Cheers. welcome to Whiskey Wednesday podcast <laughs> sessions. Happy to have you guys. Especially happy because we just tried your food last week. We just met last week. And this is moving really quick. You guys need to take me out? to eat one more time, really time, really quick. Time. <laughs> no, but I'm super excited to have you guys on because I really think you guys are doing some big things here in the city with your new uh, business here. And, um, you know, being a vegetarian slash vegan some days when I could avoid cheese, it's a blessing to have, you know, a restaurant like you guys here in the city. So really happy to have you guys on and talk a little bit about, you know, what you guys do. Before we get started, um, we're drinking Middleton, right? Yes. <laughs> That's what we're drinking. Uh, how's your whiskey? What it's do you guys think about the whiskey? Nice, malty. Malty, Anything right? You expect from an Irish whiskey. You're it's you're nice. a fan of Irish whiskey, right? I love Irish whiskey. So. Yeah. What is what is your favorite go-to whiskey? The, the lowest of the lows, Jameson, but it's Jameson. Delicious. Yeah, but it's my favorite. Yeah. This one's actually made by John Jameson as well. So. Really? Yes. Huh? I didn't know that. Look on the bottom there. So talking so, mm -hmm. talking to you, Manny, we're tocayos, yes. right? Um, it sounds like you know a lot about whiskey, or at least you appreciate whiskey. I appreciate right? whiskey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just talking to you, it sounds like you really kind of understand yeah. whiskey. I'm trying to still get my head wrapped around whiskey. I think it's a really uh, interesting drink. Uh, what do you think, Fresco? I'm still trying to turn off the fire. <laughs> this thing is intense. Yeah, it's got a smoky feel, right? Yes, definitely. Very, very light. So yeah. when whiskey does have that smoky feel, what what is usually the outcome or why does it have that smell? Uh, mostly that uh, like in whiskey like this it would be like the charred barrels. They, they right. charred the barrels on the inside so it gets that little smoky taste to it. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about scotch whiskeys and mm -hmm. scotch is one of those that use peat, peat. right? Yeah, which, they use the Which peat. is the infamous smoke taste. I think that's yeah. why a lot of other companies When people are, are like, this tastes like cigarette. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's whiskey. Mm -hmm. So. We're going to be drinking some whiskey. We got our Topo Chico here. Again, excited to have you guys on. So why don't we start with you guys sharing, you know, with our guests here on iTunes, on YouTube, Spotify, who you guys are and what you guys do. Well, we're the creators of Zona Centro. Zona Centro is a Mexican Erie right here in downtown. Um, it's pretty much a basic uh, mom and pop type of a Mexican restaurant that we designed. It was supposed to be a simple idea. You come in, you get a burrito, and you're out the door. Um, it wasn't designed for it to host any type of, uh, you know, any type of like crowds or anything. It was just designed for you to pick up your food and be out the door. We're super tiny. I mean, what had capacity of 30 people at the most? Yes, 30 people. We wanted to be a lunch place and we wanted to close up early, but so you wanted to be, wanted it sounds like to. things didn't go as planned, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> we wanted to be small, quick, easy, and we've, we're turning into a monster, but it's a good, it's really, really good. We're, right, we're really, right. we're really happy with the results. Yeah, I see, mm -hmm. I see you guys just blowing up on social media, which is how I found you guys. Mm -hmm. I saw some Mexican Chile Colorado, and I was like, what the hell is this? It's vegan, it's not vegan, and I had to try it myself, so 
after getting a taste, I was kind of blown away by just the flavors. Um, so talk to us a little bit about the business. What is Zona? I, obviously, you guys are Mexican um, restaurant. You guys mm -hmm. have a lot of Mexican authentic flavors, uh, especially well known to the city. Um, originally didn't start as a part and eat. But it's turned out it's like turned out as a restaurant where people yeah. like to go hang out now. Um, it's simple. Our our main taste came from the the southern part of Mexico. That's one of the reasons why we named it uh, Zona Centro was because the central zone of Mexico. It's a uh, it includes everything from Mexico City, Guadalajara. Um, main part that I grew up in was uh, Leon, Guanajuato. So between those cities, we just kind of grasped different flavors and different recipes and such and created something of a balance between there and here and kind of made it our own. So once we, uh, we created these recipes, we decided, okay, we're going to put them out there. We're going to let, let people taste them and we're going to have a go for it. I mean, we, uh, we, we stood 110% behind our product and up to the point where we were uh, very confident that if you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it. We were going to put it out there and people were going to enjoy it. And um, our demand just grew from one day to the next. I mean, we opened doors and I want to say we opened at least to about 200 people our first day. Just wow, of, uh, first day, line out the door. And that was, that was on a lunch, 200 people, no marketing, no promotions, no, uh, no, no nobody telling. Like the, all of that came after we opened doors. But our first two weeks, we did not post, we did not market, we did not do anything. We just simply opened just doors. Word of mouth. And the word so of mouth spread. How do you think you guys ended up to that 200 person day? We what, what led up to that? You know what was one of the actually one of the big uh, important things was that from day one we were there. So from day one we were there um, in the building, signing, painting, uh, anything the contractors had to move, we were there with them, moving the walls, painting everything, um, anything that had to get done within there. Like people saw us actively there. Were people asking you what? what yeah, we, what we were so, building. Exactly. And we were there till two, three in the morning. Sometimes people were like, "What are you guys doing?" Here? So we were there to answer questions. <laughs> what are you doing out here at two in the morning? You know, and the most yeah. important thing was that we were there to answer questions. Especially mm -hmm. in the in downtown, one of the things that we uh, we experienced was that uh, we had a lot of high traffic of people walking around. So obviously, with a lot of people walking around, it's going to come like, "Oh, well, we see you guys every day." Eventually, we want to ask questions, but we don't know, so we got to talking to everybody. Right. You know, anybody within the neighborhood, banks, offices, people were passing by. We were smiling and, and waving hi like if we had met throughout years. But that just developed that comfort zone for people to go ahead and ask us and be like, what are you guys doing? How is it that you guys are doing this? Once we got to talking, it got everybody excited. And sure enough, by the time that we opened, people were anxious to see what we were about. Right. And for those of you that don't know, so what we're talking about right now is we're not just talking about a, a regular Mexican restaurant yeah, here in yeah. El Paso, mm -hmm. right? And that's mm -hmm. what I think makes you guys so special. And that's probably what had those that word of mouth, you know, in rapid fire mode. You guys really got that word out there because of the way you guys were going to approach this. You guys are approaching it from a whole different angle, you know, especially for being Mexican. We're talking about, you know, something that our grandma and mom made us and now you guys are competing with that so yeah. talk to me about the approach you know the special things that does differentiate you from the regular Mexican restaurants well everything we do is always fresh it's always homemade it's always made every single day you know we do not we don't like sacrificing quality you know so if we don't like having stuff sit overnight so every day we have fresh food in that restaurant 
Awesome. We never have like yesterday's food. We never have two-day-old food. It's always that same morning. And yes, we look tired right now, but that's because we wake up every day at five in the morning. He's been grinding, huh? We're there, we're there till ten till close right now, you know. And, yeah. And that's what we do. And I think that's one of the successes that we've had. That we're there every single day, all day long, no matter what, you know. Right. That we're running the place to make sure it's up to our standards. And I think that's how successful building a uh, business comes about. Yeah, right? definitely. I think, you know, this is episode number 24. And these are the types of people that we've been having on the show, you know, entrepreneurs, people doing big things here in the city. And I could tell you that that's one of the most common things that I've been hearing is every single person that sat on these chairs is exhausted and tired and putting in 12 hours a day. You know, because yeah. at the end of the day, I think that's what you really have to do to build a business. And a lot of people think, you know, as a business owner, I got a DBA and I'm set. And I'm, and, you, <laughs> you know, know? And most business owners are that we're not washing dishes. We're washing dishes, we're right. scrubbing floors, you know, we're cleaning restrooms. But that's what we want because we want it to our standards. And it's been working and that's what we'll keep doing. You know, and that's one of the things that, like, I, I want to say throughout my career, I've heard a lot of people say where, oh, well, you know, I'm, get, I'm getting to that certain age where uh, it's time for me to, uh, to rest a little, enjoy my life a little bit more. I need to open up a business so that way I can lay back. And every time I hear that, I'm right off the bat thinking, it's like, okay, that's a business failing. Right. You know, um, I thought to myself, it's like, okay, I'm getting older. I need to start a business so that way I have enough time of me grinding to be able to get it to be successful. So when I don't I don't have enough time to work or anything, I can actually, you know, I have a successful business where then after that, I can actually go you ahead and enjoy it. Work to enjoy you know? life. But yeah. it's like, I already know that it's like, okay, how much time do I have remaining in my, uh, in my work uh, tablet or my work, work timeline? In that timeline, if I start too late of a business, I'm not gonna have that much time to put into the business. So I gotta, you know, start early so I can put all that time into that business and have that time to grow. Yeah, you know, yeah, have yeah. that time for like the ups and downs, things like that, and eventually end up with something really good, which later I can enjoy. Yeah, definitely. And that's really, I think, the mentality that you need to have. A lot of people have that mis misinterpretation that, you know, like I said, I started a business and mm -hmm. I'm just gonna hire somebody and they'll run it. And I'm just gonna get the. It doesn't yeah, work like right that. Like yeah, I know. Like, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you firsthand. I think one of the biggest problems with that, and we've experienced that a lot, you know, is that whenever you you do something like that, the first mistake that you're gonna find is that people are never gonna do things that, the way that you want them, and they're never gonna correct things the way that you would like. Right. So your first answer, it's like, okay, remove the problem. Let me get in there, and if I can see the problem, now you can fix it. But most people sometimes don't remove the problem so they can never see it, Definitely. you know? And then um, I know we've experienced that even in this situation, we start off really good and then um, we'll get one comment from a customer saying, hey, today the cashier didn't say, uh, didn't greet us. Or the cashier didn't smile. The cashier smell. had a bad day. Exactly. And, it, and you know, and, and, it's, and we, we had one of those. We had one of those. And, and it's stuff that, you know, nobody's going to be perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. we, we, we understand that. So we're not taking it down on the cashier. We got to think, it's like, okay, cashier had a bad day. And we talk to him and we're like, hey, if you're having a bad day, tell us. So you can jump to the grill. We'll jump mm -hmm. to the front. And then all of a sudden, that way, you can go have a, a bad day in the back. We'll be in the front. And 
tomorrow when you're having a better day, you're back in the front. That's it's good. about a teamwork, you know? Yeah, it's definitely. like finding that solution. But if you're not there as an owner, if you're not there, you don't as, know. You know? Yeah. Exactly. You don't know what you don't know, you know? You know, you you you're you try to fix the problem when it's a little bit too late. Right. And you know, sometimes that, that'll hurt your business in a long way. Yeah. And I think as an owner too, you really have to set that bar, you know, leading by example is, is not just a term that should be taken lightly. I think you really need to put in the work. And if you are going to have a team or a business, I think initially, especially in the first year or two, you should be that person that's working, outworking every single one of your employees, you know, in order to be successful. Cause I know you guys are there all day. Yeah. Your, your employees got some shifts, you know, yeah. Yeah, they for have them shifts. to know that you guys are there all day and you guys are really putting everything that you have into this. I'm sure that they believe in it even more because you guys believe in it. You know? I mean, you got to be the first one and the last one out the door. Definitely. It's, no it's, it's a must. Yeah. You yeah. just can't. There's no other way. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's going to take open a while. that door and you lock that door and that's it is. Yeah. It's, it's going to take a while for, you know, everything to sink in and fit properly. But, you know, mm -hmm. like Manny says, it's like. You know, just one thing that I've learned from uh, working with a partner is that also, so you got to find somebody that's equal to your grind level. You got to find somebody that is equal to your hustle. Somebody that's going to be like, okay, you know what? If you're going to be there to close, I'm going to be there to open. Right. You know, and vice versa. I, I've worked with other partnerships where uh, one partner wanted to work and the other one didn't. Or the other one didn't want to work and then the other one was like, well, you know, it's like, should we really open today? Right. You know, and with us, it's just been, uh, you know, give and go where it's like, okay, you know what? I know we don't want to do this, but we have to. Yeah, you're right. We have to. And, you know, we push each other to like go forward on days that uh, are holidays and we should be really be resting. I think we're going on three weeks now three weeks. of like no rest. No we worked every single Sunday. We've good. Uh, opened every single morning. <laughs> We've been doing catering. People have called. We went to some... Family reunion, they're like, can you please cook for us and do all the catering? I'm like, sure. We were at a family's house and they're like, oh, <laughs> give me this taco. Up. No, me hat, the yeah, and everything. Yeah, you know, and it's it, really neat. And everywhere you show up, you got to have that smile 24 7. You know, you're not allowed to have a bad day. You're not allowed to have a sick day. You know, and so when would you, you say that owning a business isn't just the physical work, but it's also the mental? Yeah, the oh, mental. Big time. Yeah. You have to mentally mm -hmm. put yourself. Yeah. in that place and yeah. I've been there too like I'm a realtor you know I'm dealing yeah. with clients all the time there's times where I'm I'm just dead I haven't mm -hmm. eaten since yesterday you know I say that so many times like if it's funny but there's times where it's like three o'clock and I'm like shit I haven't eaten since yesterday yeah. there's times when we say that and people well, we were on the owner restaurant and, <laughs> and we don't eat <laughs> yeah. we're gonna get sneaking a burrito bro and, uh, like, no we can't we're like oh we're gonna eat some oh yeah. well the rule is if it's slow if it's slow right just have Manny or Fresco make something really, really tasty for themselves. So I'll make myself like my favorite burrito, which is brisket with like avocado and a little bit of cheese and some salsa. I roll it down really easily. And we'll go to the window. We'll go to the window. As soon as I'm about to take a bite, <laughs> I'm like, yep. People smell it. Like oh, yeah. It's yeah. just, and that's one of the benefits of having a, you know, a storefront with windows. And mm -hmm. it's like as soon as people are walking by, they're like, "What are you eating? I want some." And then they just come in. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about your location. I think you guys are situated in a really good location here in downtown. And it was an accidental location. We didn't even want that location at first. Really? No, we wanted the one right on Mills and Mesa, that little corner spot. It used to be an art gallery, I believe. Okay. Um, it's right in front of the plaza. You know where oh, Park Tavern is? International yeah. and all that. Yeah, that little corner spot oh, okay, right yeah, on yeah. Mesa and mm -hmm. Mills. And um, yeah, Mesa and Mills. That was the first spot we were looking at. And uh, fortunately, somebody else had already put an offer for it. So our, our realtor told us, oh, check this one out. 
We're like, eh. We end up get we ended up getting it, and it's probably the best thing, thing that's that ever happened. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, you guys are located right downstairs mm -hmm. of a an apartment. Yeah, an apartment complex and everything. And then that building is gonna be renovated now. The HVAC was the air conditioners didn't work, so it was. We got really really lucky. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I, I love that location. I love the building. I love the, the park right down the street. Yeah, once we started knocking down walls, we were like, this is it. This is the place right. we need to be at. This yeah. is way better than the other one. So how long have you guys been in business for, officially? Officially, it's going to be nine weeks nine tomorrow. Weeks. So nine weeks into it, what was your first day like, that 200-person day? Oh, it was a headache. It was rough. Yeah. It was a headache. I think we I was the meanest and grouchiest yeah. person ever. But I mean, he knows, we, we've worked yeah, together. He would be happy. Yeah, yeah no, no. <laughs> see, he, yeah. see this, again, this is the important part of finding a, 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 a partner yeah, that like balances you out. Like, I'll be the mean and I'll be the grouch, mm -hmm. but I'll tough things out and I'll get it done. Right. So it's like, I've always told my team, it's like, I will never do anything that I haven't, I mean, I won't make you do anything that I've never done myself. Right. And that's a sure fact, I'll do it. Um, am I mean, am I a grouch? I'll do it. But we'll get through the storm and everybody will make some money. So I've always, you know, held that on me. Manny, on the other hand, he's always like, okay, we're gonna get everybody together, we're gonna get everybody in line, and you know. So it's like with us, when I'm getting, you know, a little bit too crazy, he's like, hey, calm down, let me take over. I'm like, all right. I, 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 he's the one I push to the back. Yeah, I'm so like, I'm like, all right. I got this, I got the people now, let's go. Yeah, yeah and, you know, and, and it's, it's mm -hmm. you, I don't take it personal, it's part yeah. of the game. It's like, you gotta know exactly where you gotta be at in your, yeah. in your role, mm -hmm. and you know, it's shifting. It's about finding the strengths yeah. and weaknesses. And at the end of the day, you know, no matter how like, we. We have, have like on a week, yeah. Yeah, and that was one of we the things. We have one of these. Exactly. <laughs> no, and, and that was yeah. one of the, the biggest things that happened our first day was that it was it was chaotic. Mm -hmm. I already knew it was going to be chaotic. I'm like, it's going to take us at least a week or two for us to find a rhythm within the kitchen. Right. You know, how are we going to mm -hmm. triangle? How are we going to move? How are we going to shift? And the thing about it is that our kitchen is not designed as a closed kitchen and then you have the restaurant in the in the outside it's an open kitchen so as people are coming inside the door the first uh, face they see is either my Manny's or myself and as they walk in we're there to greet them and say hi you know it's like literally that small you know to where you see us um, but now we got to figure out okay am I gonna get the customer am I gonna explain everything that there is to go but then what about the person that came behind and then how are we shifting lines so of course we had this whole um, idea and we kind of like worked it out where we're like okay we're gonna shift we're gonna do this once that first day came it went out it the went window <laughs> like there, there's no, no, no yeah we were like yeah. no now we need to fix this <laughs> and that. but I knew it was gonna take us at least two weeks uh, so that's why again it was like okay this is not working send them to the back send them this right. and now we're to the point where we have probably about four different formations for like us, players, to work. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a football yeah. team, yeah, thing. you know, thing. well, because I mean, we have like the typical man to man where it's like you know, you go and you grab one customer and you follow that customer all the way around, you know, um, the zone where it's like, okay, I'm in front of the grill, I have my other uh, kitchen mm -hmm. person working, uh, uh, fixing tortas, wrapping burritos, whatever, and then you have Manny uh, talking to the guest and putting all the ingredients in it yeah, so that way he passes it back and forth I so think we got zoned the other day yeah yeah so he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. if you see me writing down stuff <laughs> yeah so then like the whole bag the whole time like what do you want, what do you want? the whole time uh, my back will be to the customer but because i'm like in the tortilla and i'm just hearing him out it's like well i need this i need that and tortillas coming bread's coming this you know and 
it's just being dished out. Wow. So it's like, I'm not even, sometimes I'm not even paying attention to him. I'm paying attention. Uh, I'm tuning out the conversation he's having and I'm waiting for the customer to tell me. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go with a tortilla. Boom, tortillas already. Never mind. It's a bowl. Okay, never mind. Bowl. And I'm just hearing cues, yeah. you know? But again, it, it took us time to get to there. Right. Did. Um, but like any new business, you don't have a lot of time to wait for that to flow. Right. You gotta, right. you gotta so catch really up just quick. It out, right? Exactly, and this is one of the things that, are like, in your new business, you can't just rely on saying, "I'm gonna open it up," and I'm allowed the manager to teach, you know, employees how to do this because they don't have the willingness to learn as fast, or, or just like you, they right. don't have that urge. And that you know? manager's not also not gonna have your vision, you know? Right. And I think that's something that you're yeah. really going to have to create and over yeah. time somebody's going to mm -hmm. have to buy into your vision. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's why I always mm -hmm. say it's like, you know, whenever you start a business, you got to be 100% involved in it so that way you can see the, okay, I've worked this section, I've worked that section, what was, what was the things that needed to be done, you know? And then you start looking for that type of person that fits that particular, um, you know, section, and you're like, okay, I need somebody that's gonna fit this. I need somebody that's gonna fit that, and you start building your team. Right. You know, but it's gonna take some time. You can't just do it right off the bat. It's a lot of trial and error. Yes, it has been. <laughs> I mean, I think the part of a, you know, I wouldn't call us um, successful, but we've been pretty successful compared to uh, our own expectations. And another part that comes with success is the fact that right out, as soon as you're successful, people are offering you things. Right. So we get offered, it's like, oh, well, let's go do a new location. Let's go do a food truck. Let's go this. Problem that comes with that is the same thing that we're talking no, about right now. Yeah, the same we, vision. We, yeah, and not only that, well, not we only can't that. leave our, right, our right. restaurant yet, you know? Who are you going to put? Yeah. Because if you take one of us out, that means now you got to replace them with a person that has that same vision. And if you haven't found that person, why force it? Right. All you're going to end up doing is bleeding both businesses. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, right now I think you guys need 100% focus, yeah. especially yeah. being at least for the next year. You know? Yeah, you guys, yeah. Have all, you guys are still super fresh, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. The temptation is there because you see it and you're, you're like, it's flourishing, it's good. You know, the system works, the idea is great. Let's People do it now. money at you, you're like, yeah. no, dude, I you're like, no, 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 really, literally, <laughs> we've had people like, I've got money, dude. Let's open up another. I'm like, no, dude, no. Yeah, uh, you. you it, it comes to a point where we just have to reject people, which is, you know, it's it's difficult because I want to say us, like everybody else, is probably like starting a new business. You know, a year prior to this, you're counting your pennies, you're counting your things, and you know, you're trying to feed, figure out like how you're gonna pay the rent, you're trying to figure out how everything's gonna go, and um, and you're like. Okay, I'm hoping for one business to go successful. Then the following year, all of a sudden the coin flips, you're doing fantastic, so it's easy to be tempted to be like, yeah, yeah, let's go with a second Same lane. side, same, you know? same time, just, B, yeah. you know. And all you end up doing is shooting yourself in the foot. Right, you know, right. sometimes it's just better to hold on. Like, let it let it flourish, let it... Perfect something, and right, then once right. it's perfect, like our lunches, we started just opening lunches, and we're like, we can't do dinner or breakfast yet. Lunch has to be perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how we started, we're like, only well, that's good because that's that's really how you guys are gonna perfect yeah. your vision and mm -hmm. your idea. And then now we're mo we are moving towards breakfast now. Yeah, right? once we felt like lunch was already good, we we started doing breakfast, you know. And nights we've been open nights, but we don't expect a crowd till probably the middle of November when the festival of lights starts mm -hmm. coming in. Right. And so then once that, then it's you know more 
more of the things yeah, coming. You don't you don't always want to throw everything on your plate. You just want to kind of space it out. Right. You know, it's that's smart. That's yeah. that's good advice, especially for you guys still trying to figure it out. You know, yeah. and you know, you talked a little bit about the <coughs> partnership that you guys have and how important it's been. You know, for you guys to be able to work together and and have those strengths and weaknesses and be able to identify them. So, what would you guys say is some of your strengths and pro you know weaknesses? that you guys can kind of balance off of. You know, maybe your your weakness is definitely his, one of his strengths. So what are kind of your roles? You know what, like, we've learned a lot from each other this past, because you know, because I, I used to work with him before. I used to work for him before at his place, at his other business that he had. And um, we never really got to talking or anything, you know, it was just like, do this, do that, cool, I got it done, you know? Uh, but now that we're business partners together, I've noticed that it's kind of weird to say, but like all my flaws are like not his, and he kind of like yings and ying and yangs them out, mm. you know. And like it's the opposite, you know. Like we both like keep each other in check. We're like our own checks and balances, and I think it's awesome, you know. Like I'm, I'm actually, you know, I do all the numbers for the for us, you know. I do all the payrolls. I do everything like that, you know. He takes care of most of the food, but then when we come together, we talk about it, and we know everything that's going on already. We're, right, you know. So we help each other out so much that it's it's really good, you know? I mean, I get sick, he's like, I'm there all day from seven in the morning till 11 at night. Right. He got sick, I was there from seven in the morning till 11 at night, you know? Just ask, you know, we're like, cool, go home, get out of here. Don't, don't even be here, you know? Right. And uh, so I think we've built a really good bond, especially when we were construct, doing construction. Yeah. And that's when we really got to know each other. And we're like, dude, don't do that. You're going to hurt your finger. And I still did it anyway. You know, and I still got a nail through my finger and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like you were right, dude. You were right. You know? And I think that's one of our biggest strengths is that we always admit to each other. We're like, even though at first we're like, no, you're not right. That's going to be wrong. And then after a while we're like, dude, you were right. You know, I think there's a, there, like uh -huh. having a partnership. I think you really have to take that pride away mm -hmm. too, right? Yeah, and yeah that's what we've been doing. And admit you know, when you're right. And I mean, I'll, I'll be the first one where I'll tell you, <laughs> my mom. It's like very like she's one of those like moms where she'll be like, you know what, no, Miko, like this, do this, this and that. And my mom, I think, is like the first one to be like, no, no partnerships because, you know, your dad's been with this you. and that yeah. and, and and everything. And I was just like, it's okay, mom. I'm going into partnership with Manny. He's all like, well. You're, I'm like, you remember Manny, Manny worked with us. Uh, oh yeah, 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 you know? And one of the main reasons why like, I liked working with Manny was because like, like how he said before when we, uh, you know, when he worked for me, it was like, I, it, it was like having a workhorse where like I told him, it's like, get this done, get this done, it will get done, you know? And one of the things that I liked about that, that's when, when I worked for other people, um, I was their workhorse. You know, and they were like, okay, we need to get this done. This is the objective. This is the budget. Boom, get it done. And I would go beyond my needs, you know, probably spending money out of my pocket, doing things, you know, that I shouldn't be doing right. for other people in other in other places. But at the end of the day, it was, it was my signature. It was my work that was uh, going to be out in the open. So I didn't want my work to be, you know, half-assed. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I wanted my work to be like efficient and, and fantastic. And I just wanted to like anything that I make, I wanted to sell out. Yeah. So um, I, that's the way that I worked. And that's one of the things that I saw in Maddie when like, you know, whenever I tell him to do things that it was like, it didn't matter the cost or anything. He was like, yeah, we can do it. And then he didn't ask like, well, why? Or like, how are you going to do it? He's like, cool. 
Like, yeah. let's get it done. And that's the way that I was, where I was just like, hey man, if there's the will, like, I'll find a way. Right. So when it came down to like us working together, you know, like, uh, like Manny said, like one of my like biggest things was that, uh, you know, at what time do you, like you clock out and have the other guy jump in? And a lot of times it was like, um, I'd be picking up the phone and it's him already at the hardware store and I'm like a block away or vice versa. Like I didn't have to worry about like, oh, I have to call you on time or I have to do this. Yeah, like, you were both equally, yeah. equally yeah. there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and granted, we had other jobs during construction, you know, and like full-time jobs and everything. Yeah. It's like, but, but it was like, we had to we get, had it, to done, get it done, right. you know? And we knew that it's like, when it came down to like push and shove, it's like, hey, this is your part. I need you to get this done got done yeah. you know and vice versa and that was one of the things you know also uh, like I mentioned trust in what each other's work is we have assigned um, assigned what is it called assigned responsibilities, responsibilities yeah. yeah that uh, that each of us carry and we know that it's like okay you know uh, this is cement has to get done otherwise the events gonna flop right. you know I had an accident where uh, I fell off my uh, bicycle right before one of our biggest events. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't fall. I, did, I, did, I, did, I, I technically... <laughs> tell, I te us, tell us about it. Tell us the story room. though, please. I, I technically flew across downtown. Yes. I got, were you going down that hill? I was going down the hill and I got caught up in the tramway tracks. On a My bike. bike went like inside oh. the tracks. And then as soon as he went inside the tracks, I'm like, that's it, it's over. And then a second later, I go out flying. I fall on the pavement, and the first thing that I do is like try to reach for the sidewalk so I don't get run over <laughs> by the trolley that was behind him. The trolley was coming. cars and this the trolley, trolley right here. This one this right here. That's why I wore this shirt today because I knew he'd tell that story. See, we're, so. we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna draw. You have the first draw. The first right car accident. Yes. Yeah. Involving a pedestrian. So, <laughs> a bicycle. So that was me. A day, literally, right before one of our biggest <laughs> events. Like this event has blown up for us. The big. I want to say this event probably has put us right now on the map, uh, as far as El Paso cuisine, restaurant, and things go. What event was it? Uh, vegans at night. Vegans at night. Vegans at night. Uh, like, vegans at night has definitely made us a staple in the vegan, cuisine, vegan restaurant, vegan community. Yes. And, you know, with a small amount of time that we've been open, I want to say that's the one that opened the doors for us. But a day before, I had flown across El Paso. I was, <laughs> I was in the hospital. I had, I had crutches. I ended up going home. And. Manny's like, don't worry, I'm gonna take care of it. But I'm like, who's gonna cook? You know, who's, who's gonna do all of this? And Manny's like, look, you take care of the food? Because obviously I'm gonna do all of this from home, right? He's like, you take care of the food? I make sure and I handle everything else here. I'm like, all right, no questions asked. I'm not worried about like the service or anything. I'm right. just gotta make sure the food is done. So the next day, there go. Uh, I couldn't move much, but my mom's like, come on, mijo, let's go. I'm gonna help you. And as soon as she's getting ready to help, she hurts her foot. Oh, she sprained yeah. her foot, stepping outside the, the sidewalk. So then she was out and she had to go to the hospital. So now we're both on crutches and we're both trying to cook. <laughs> and and Maddie's, yeah, no. Maddie's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not freaking out. Yet. No problem. I was freaking out. But like <laughs> I said, I'm the one that freaks out. And that's why he's in the front mm -hmm. and I'm in the back. Because I'm like, you know what? You, you had no... You take so, care of it. so your role is mainly cooking the food, making the food, right? Oh, the food, yes. Yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit. Of, we talked briefly at the <coughs> when when we first met. 
But talk to me a little bit about your background. I know I'm hearing a lot of you know business, and this isn't your first business, I'm assuming. Uh, no, it, uh, I, I, I had a bar before. It was called Barman. It was on Mesa. Uh, we uh, we oh, same cool. thing. We we started as a small one and B, just a little pub, you know, neighborhood bar, and then all of a sudden grew to a big monster. Um, I want to say like just so big, you know, to the point where I couldn't even handle it. We have too many employees, too many uh, people going in and out, too many things that just unraveled. But the thing that was always uh, sacred to me and that was always pleasant was my cooking. My cooking, I, I think uh, we did tacos and tortas. So it wasn't as extended as we had over here, but it was just simple tacos and tortas. And then within our first year, we won best new restaurant. In El Paso, so beating out um, what was it? Uh, what's that one restaurant in the in the by Silva Vista? Fountains. Yes, but uh, um, gosh, I forgot his Luis name. Chris. That was that Mexican restaurant. Oh, oh um, not Chicos. Chewies. 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 So mind you, Chewies came in. They had a budget. They they. They put advertising. This is, a, this in the is an actual place. restaurant. Yeah, that's yes. that's a national Barman, chain restaurant. Barman's a bar. Yeah, Barman was a bar, yeah. right. and. Uh, and Chewy's had a budget. It's an actual restaurant. They're they're throwing money all over the place. This and that. And we just came in with really good food, really good cooking, and not to the point where we had like everybody from Mesa Grill, uh, every other chef from like up and down the street, chefs from Craves, everything just coming in and eating our tacos and eating our cuisine. Um, you know, we did a we had a um, what is it called? Uh, Semana Santa. I'm trying to figure out the name in English, but I can't remember it. But anyways, we had Semana Santa, uh, where you know you can only eat um, fish, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. And you can't eat red meat. You can't eat holy. Uh, Lent. Lent. There you go. Lent. Okay. Lent. I, I forget the name. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so we my had. My mom doesn't watch this. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, money, right? <laughs> so, so we we had that, and every Friday we would just do an extended menu of different uh, cuisines. You know, again from uh, Guanajuato and things like that from Southern Mexico, just you know to make a difference from like our tacos, and people were just coming in and they loved it. You know, it was very home based. It was very home cooking. Uh, both my mom and myself, along with uh, one of our other cooks, which his name is Juan, he uh, like us three, like just prepared everything, cooked it, and took it out. Um, and from there, that's where the award came. You know, yeah. we just we were nominated, and sure enough, we ended up winning. Uh, so you, you had cooking skills. You got the cooking skills. I want to say I'm the worst cook out of my family. You know, I give credit to my family probably having a best taste, which means to say that if you come into our restaurant and you taste our cooking and you think that is fabulous, you should see just mom's cooking. You just exactly, you should see my mom's. Really? You know, it's it's, it's, it's on a whole yeah. other level. So is that one of your inspirations? Definitely. You know what my biggest inspiration is? Is that my mom always told me it's like you know what you can feed everybody a certain way, but you don't have to like alienate people to do it. So I was very picky when I was growing up. Um, I didn't like chiles rellenos, you know, just the whole chile thing, this and that didn't really like hit my head. And one of the coolest things that she would do was that like instead of like feeding me separately or giving me something else to eat, she would make the chiles rellenos, make the sauce and everything, but then make some eggs on the side, put them in within the sauce. So the flavors, everything was the same as the chiles rellenos, they would cook with it, but now she would be serving me that, um, that, uh, that egg with the sauce and everything on the rice. So I'm getting the same flavors, the same things, just without the ingredient that I... That you, you know, didn't like. Exactly. Right? So the way that she would flip it and the way she would turn it, I figured I was like, 
cool. That's like that's a neat way uh, of a parent to cook for a child that's picky. And um, as I grew older, I figured out that I wasn't the only one that ate like that or the only one that was weird enough to the point where like, oh, you're so picky. The more and more I learned that it was like more people that are like, oh, I don't like this or I'm picky about that. I figured out it's like, okay, how can I, you know, attend those people? Like, yeah, how can everyone, I hit that demographic yeah. where it's like, I can feed them, but at the same time feed other people and everybody be able to enjoy a meal together. Right. Yeah, and I think that's really one of the hardest things to do is reach those people, especially the vegan community, right? This is one of the most yeah. pickiest of eaters. Not picky, I think. But maybe uh, maybe they're just, in El Paso, I think it's not that they're, uh, there's vegans are picky eaters, they're just very limited. Very. You know, like, I, we did a little bit of research and we would go to other restaurants and we're like, oh, do you have any vegan options? And they would and say something you, like... These, these are restaurants yeah. that are not vegan restaurants. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. vegan restaurants, we knew that, you mm -hmm. know, we were going to bump into stuff. So we didn't bother, like... Going to, like, that, other like that. Like, vegan I, restaurants. By all means, we're not, like, judging other vegan restaurants. Mm -hmm. We're just saying, like, normal restaurants that people, like, frequented, like, mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, trying to see if, like, as a normal person, you we would find food, those. Yeah. Can you? Yeah, yeah, you know? and it's hard. I can tell you, yeah. me and my girlfriend. And they would hand you a salad. Yeah, they yeah. Would hand you hummus. There's no, there's no options. Yeah, you know, yeah. And hummus no sucks. Options. We talked about yes. this the other day. Hummus, hummus sucks. <laughs> I don't like hummus. <laughs> I, I don't. Like and that's, like, that's one of the main yeah. options that you have. Yeah, you know, they're you like, go somewhere. I have hummus, and you're like, no, okay. And that was, and that was one of our biggest. Give me cardboard. No, that was one of the biggest things that I found out that anywhere I went, like anytime I mentioned to anybody that I wanted like vegetarian food or vegan food or any type of accommodations, the first look in their face, one, their waitresses didn't respect you at all. They just gave you like the turnaround, like, why are you even here? And they're, which, not, they're not really that knowledgeable too. No, no that's exactly. exactly. Yeah. Which you tell them they're like, uh, I don't yeah. know, let me, let me go like ask. Like you know? the, they have salads. You know? yeah, and then, so, yeah. so that does definitely alienate mm -hmm. those people. I know we feel yeah. like that a lot. Like, I'm telling you, we go to... And I hope you guys didn't feel like, like that at our place. You're no, like, no, no, no. I'll like tell you the, the real experience that we yeah. had. We went, mm -hmm. and I had just seen it on social media, so I was like, we got to try this. You know, mm -hmm. we were a little skeptical. I was still even skeptical when I was looking at it, because it looks like the real deal Holyfield. Like, this looks like meat, you know? Mm -hmm. And you could tell us a little bit about... you. I know you brought some, some examples, so yes. we're going we're gonna to yes. take a look at them right now. But when we first got our, our bowls, we ordered some bowls. And we tried it. She tried it first. She's a chef. Yeah. And she tried it. And I knew it was delicious before I even tried it because her reaction. She was like, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I wanted to try it right no, away. And that's what the, you know what we love that lately. Like we that's why we we have we have all these spoons back there. And people are like, what are those? We're like, you could try anything. Dude, you know? And I love the look on people's faces, you know. I love it when they taste something, they're like, and they close their eyes, they're like, and I think it's mostly because it reminds them of like their home cooking because our exactly. meals are so yeah. close to home cooked. I, we literally mm -hmm. said, right before talking to you guys, because I know you guys, you brought it up about your, your, your goal when, when people do try that food, but we literally said like, holy crap, this is like grandma. Like, I feel like I'm at my grandma's house right now. You know, and that was our main goal. Our main goal was to, um, find that little niche that you yourself have been missing. I mean, think about it, uh, especially when you start getting down to like our age, you know, it's like a lot of people don't have their grandma no more and they, they, they miss that cooking, you know, and you try to replicate it by going to your mom's or anything, or even if uh, you've uh, been moved out and 
you know, you haven't been living with your parents and the only time you get to see them is maybe two, three times out of the year. That was when I was in that situation for like three, four years. I lived in Miami. No, man. You don't know how bad. Like, I wanted to cry when my mom visited me <coughs> once. She made me like a tray full of enchiladas for like a good six months. Yeah. <laughs> like, she left me with a bunch of food. Oh, but yeah. I wanted, I was like, oh my God, like, I haven't eaten a home cooked meal in mm -hmm. so long. And that's, and that's the thing, you know, I, I think I went through that same thing. I used to live out in Houston. And mind you, I could cook this thing, but my mom sent me like a cooler. Like in the Frozen. airport, exactly. <laughs> of like, Tamales. and all of this stuff, and she sent it over, and I think I made that last for like about six weeks. Yeah. Just because you know, I was just like, this is this is it. My sister's you in know? New York City right now. She has a freezer full of mole. <laughs> like, like a freaking kilo. <laughs> so, that, so that was one of our uh, our main goals to be able to you know attract that, hit that yeah. demographic. And I mean, obviously, like if you're still you know thankfully living with your grandma and then you know she feeds you every day, then you're probably not gonna enjoy her things. But that's because you're in a really good position, and I'm happy for you. Right. But for those of you that you know are missing that little slice of heaven, we're here to Taste. deliver it. Yeah. I had, I'm telling you guys, I haven't tried chile colorado in like three years, a little over three years because I haven't eaten meat. There's no options out there. Mm -hmm. And you guys literally like made, you made me go back to making me feel like I'm not missing out, you know? And that's really what I think a lot of restaurants lack is just like it's you guys are saying Taking that, that same flavor from A and putting it into B, you know? All different and they, they, a lot of them can't execute it right and he does wonderful I, I don't know how he does it but man he no, nailed it you, you know and he's like taste this I'm like I'll sell it I'm like sell it he's like sell this I'm like okay and I sell it you know he's like yeah. you sold it all I'm like yeah <laughs> he's like okay how much yeah. more do we need to make you know you know it was weird like when we first started like we started with okay this is how much food we're gonna need and within the first day we sold out out of everything that's insane. like there was nothing left yeah, yeah. And, and I know you guys even I, the other day you, you were sold and that was that was including our vegan food second day boom we sold out third day we sold out it was just things so we're like all right I guess we're gonna have to double up so the following week we doubled the portions sold, sold out. out we can't keep up with you know we, we try to keep up with demand but man we eventually uh, tripled it and we sold out and uh, and then we got to their vegan supply and our vegans just been selling out now more than our regular food just because we have uh, I want to say 50% of our consumers are non-vegans but they so love the way still it have the non-vegan yeah. options yeah we're, we're, right now we're about uh, 60 60 40% so you guys mentioned the other day uh, well you guys had that mm -hmm. event vegans at night right yes. uh -huh. so talk to me a little bit about the the vegan community here in El Paso what is what is the vegan community like and what have has that community kind of influenced over to you guys? The vegan community here in El Paso is they've been amazing know, to us. Yeah, they have. They've been By nothing far. but wonderful. They're nothing but great. They've great been demanding, which is good. Reviews, demanding, which demand, pushes us exactly. Demanding yeah. pushes us to our limits, mm -hmm. and it's the reason why we've been mm -hmm. able to create such things. If it was so easy for you know things to be able to like, oh well, it's okay. Go ahead and use this. It doesn't matter if you use that. Like no, like they're demanding. And they were the first ones to be like, what cheese are you using? Oh, I'm using this cheese. That is the worst cheese ever. You should use this, 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 and that. And then I'll sit there and I'll talk to them. Like, it's Instagram, Facebook. Like, I'm there talking to them. And he'd be like, did you just really write a paragraph? I'm like, yeah. 
So like, okay, go ahead. And he'll turn off his phone and I'll continue talking with a person. But because I want to hear, it's like, okay, cool, you didn't like that cheese? What other cheeses did you like? Well, I like this cheese. And then they give me like a 20 list uh, of cheeses and at the end, but I like this cheese better. I want to hear that because I want to sit there and try all of them. Right. Figure out like, okay, you know what? This one works really good for this plate. This one works really good for this plate. This one, I don't have one, so let's try to make one that works for it, you know? Right. So then we, we go through it, we work out recipes. There's a lot of times, uh, Vegans at Night, one of the things that we have that's cool about Vegans at Night is that we get rid of all our meats, we get rid of everything, and we put nothing but vegan food out. Um, in this, everything vegan. In this, everything we're going to. Exactly. In this, we include food that we carry that's already on the menu, that's there every single day. Food that we had in the past that uh, we brought out, and then, you know, we're just kind of a test, this, this, and that. And then food that's in the future that now we're currently you're, working you're on. Experimenting mm -hmm. Exactly. And you guys are literally in the back experimenting. Exactly. Right? You're, and you're that's testing. Yeah. And that's the thing that, like, food that we've brought out before, we brought it out, we kind of tested it. You know, we have customers that come in, and we'll be like, here, try this, try that. And they're like, oh, we love it. I'm like, but. You're like, but you could add this, this, and that. By the time that that food makes it to vegans at night, it's perfect. It's done. It's a wrap. Wow. And I mean, same people will try it, and you're like, cool. You, I tried. You listen to everything we talked about, yeah. and you got it taken care of. I went the other day to get the day before yesterday to get some burritos at night. And you love that yeah. burger, didn't you? That you gave me. You handed me a spoonful of some. <laughs> I, I like cut up a little bit of that. Uh, it's a it's a burger protein, that oh, yeah, yeah. The, the new patties that we're no, going to be was, making. It was really good. And, uh, yeah, and I, I didn't only give it to you. I gave it to four other of our regular vegan. We had the burger yes, there. We were like, here, taste this. Taste this. They're like, all right, cool. I like the taste of this and that. I was like, how would you like it if I made it with chorizo? I would love it. Sold. Mm -hmm. I'm all like, what about this? Sold. You know, and it's just how we go about things. We really like to get involved with uh, the community and people that are hear thoughts them, right? and, and, and ideas and, you know, criticisms. Like, we and, love yeah, criticisms. We love people that tell us, uh, you could do this better. We're like, yes, we can. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. Like, so if you guys ever go in there, just tell me the food's good just because you feel you have to. Like I said, it. I, 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 I tell, me it, tell me it's horrible, please. Like, we stand, <laughs> we stand 110% behind our All product, products. and if you don't like it, you won't pay for it. Like, bring mm -hmm. it back to us, we'll return your money. No questions asked. Like I do not have like a problem doing that. What I do have a problem with is people not wanting to like explore outside mm. of their palate. Right. That's something that I'm just especially when we're providing you something that's just like the real thing and everything that I'm telling you, 50% of our clientele is non-vegan, but they just love the way the flavors jump mm -hmm. out. The way that like when we do a, a pozole, you can taste this, you can taste that, and you can taste this, I and then all of a sudden comes That's how I first saw you, uh, yeah. got introduced to you guys was a pozole. Yeah. I saw a vegan pozole, and I was looking and I was like, it doesn't look vegan though. I was so confused, I was like... That was the seitan, like, the seitan pozole that we made. Yeah, that's insane. So talk to me a little bit about the menu. What is, what's in the menu? What kind of foods are you incorporating? Especially for vegans at night, because I know we're going to catch that for sure. Well, this what? month we're going to be bringing out, uh, it's going to be on the 21st for November. Cool. November 21st. Thanksgiving. So we want everybody to be in town. This uh, past one on October 24th, we had about 150 people. We were expecting half of that. So that's why we ran out of food in two hours. We went the day after. Yeah. And we only had like two items left. <laughs> yeah. You I tell you, I was making, we were making 
chorizo, uh, vegan chorizo tacos because that's all we had left. I'm like, Dang. I got vegan chorizo tacos, and they're like, that's fine, we'll taste it. No, well, after we finished mm-hmm. that, we're making enchiladas, enchiladas out of the corn in the cup. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything corn, we had left, corn, corn enchiladas. We're making corn and whatever, enchiladas. Corn enchiladas. Yeah. Like that. Then, and then, no, and that was the thing where we were getting the uh, escabeche out, where we're cutting it up, mixing it with the corn, making enchiladas out of that, and people we're still making, loving it. Uh, it was chilindrinas just, with escabeche instead. Instead of the cueritos, we were just like we everything we were we were just thinking up, you know. Anything that came out, people yeah. were bought. Like we, it, it got to the point where more people kept on showing up, and we had to put a sign that we were sold out because we couldn't. Like yeah, there was no more yeah. to surf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then our next insane. one coming up, we have like a couple more things that we're preparing. Especially is gonna be the the. Especially, I think that's gonna be a big, big. Well, we have we, we have we have the burgers, which is gonna come mm-hmm. in a Mexican burger, which is your traditional, uh, your traditional burger. But it comes with like uh, aguacate, aguacate and such and things and like we're that. We're gonna do uh, instead of pickles, we're putting escabeche and a little bit of mayo and onions. And then we're trying to do the border burger, which would be like um, chorizo and everything else that goes added to the other one. You just supplement for that. Um, but the chorizo is uh, based out of uh, soy. So um, it has a particular taste to it that just gives it a whole new other world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's based off of also us doing the chorizo tacos right. and such. So those are two items that we're gonna be bringing in. We have, uh, we're trying to bring in our tamales in time for that. So it'll be a, a jackfruit tamal and a, and a seitan tamal that we're gonna be bringing so in. La, and that's what, that's what this chile colorado Yes, it has jackfruit, mm-hmm. right? Which a lot of people. No, the chile colorado. This chile it, colorado is it's a seitan. seitan. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Seitan. The yeah. jackfruit that you had is the al pastor. Oh, uh, yes. Because jackfruit, come, when we're cooking jackfruit, it comes out like pulled pork. So it shreds really. So we easily. made it like al pastor. Such a versatile fruit, right? It is, huh? Yeah. It's so supposed to she cut her. she cut one up. Yeah. Do you guys cut it up? Oh yeah, it's intense. Yeah. No, well, that's tell me about the smell. That's, oh my god, this yeah. it penetrates. <laughs> you know. You know. See, that's the thing. Like it penetrates and stays with you for a week. Yeah. So if you can avoid cutting it, I would encourage that. Yeah. Come with us and let us handle that because it's annoying. It's something you don't want to deal with. It's this jackfruit, for those of you that don't know, is like six pounds, right? Yes. Not only that, that, but it, it's only seasonal. So it's only available in the summer. You can't get it in the winter. You can't get it like this big in the winter, and it's it's not good. It's only good when it's like it's really really big. So, um, so we're able to get our hands in it. We're able to cook it. We're able to prepare it and go along with that. Uh, a couple other items that we have is the champurrado that we're also having for the winter season. Uh, we're also coming up with our buñuelos. Our buñuelos, okay. uh, we have them already in stock, ready let's, to go. Let's bring those over right. here so we can see, see some see. of this. So these are all the buñuelos. buñuelos made with agave instead of honey. Yeah, so they have the agave honey. Mm-hmm. We replace that over the right normal here. natural honey. So, so we got... This is it. This are our buñuelos right here. OMG. Yeah. So those, you go ahead and bite into and then it. Right now they're available we'll at, at the... Here, Right now they're available yeah. in the store, but we are taking our, uh, what's it called, reservations, right? Or, no, orders for uh, for uh, the winter season. Winter season. Mm-hmm. So we'll be taking orders for tamales, you know, because I know my family's got at least two people that don't eat meat, you know, and we'll be, it's really hard for them to see everyone eating tamales. Exactly, right? like, you feel like yeah. the cinnamon, it's already sweet. All, the, mm-hmm. all the flavors just really jump out. And that's what really you need. Yeah, you need honey. to put syrup on it, but no, you none need of these. Honey yeah. syrup. Mm-hmm. 
So then that, those are like our big items that like we're working on, but we have like one big giant major one that we're, we're trying to perfect. Right now we want to say we're about like 50%, almost done. And that is our brisket. We're trying to solid, we're, we're trying to finalize our brisket. <laughs> yeah. I've been like, oh, I, every day yeah. when I'm hungry, I'm like looking at your brisket. Yeah, our, our, our main goal is for you to be able to grab the brisket, slap, we'll have cut a it. Block. Exactly, yeah, be able cut to cut it, it at home. Mm -hmm. And as you're cutting it at home, you're getting that flavor of the brisket, that sense of like barbecue, and then just so smell. So you guys are gonna sell the slap. The, brisket, the yes. slap. So, so this is gonna be more of a catering thing, or no, 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 no. It's, also, it's, at, at at the restaurant, we'll be we're not gonna have it already sliced. We're gonna slice it to order right in front of you. Exactly. So yeah. that way you see it like nice and natural. Again, uh, visual is very, very important for us. Like if you can see the food and like just make your mouth watery, we figure the experience of actually tasting it is going to be 10 times better. So if you can put the slap, watch us cut it, this, this and that, put it into a sandwich, put it into burrito. a plate, mm -hmm. put it into a burrito, like it's just going to be fantastic. And we want to take orders for uh, Thanksgiving and for Christmas for vegans that are having either a vegan dinner or like we said you know your family's having turkey your family's having a uh, ham well now you have a brisket that can feed you and you know one of your other family members this is awesome, and man. you don't get left out you know thanksgiving you know what we guess what we mashed potatoes eat? mashed potatoes corn exactly yes. and then that way like That's it. you know oh a, a big thing about us is that we've always you know we've throughout our endeavors no man should be left behind That's so awesome. In this case, no vegan should be left behind, you know? So that's why we're trying to perfect it enough to the point where you take the slab home, you can cut it yourself, you can do it, and the taste will be just as, as if uh, you pulled it out of our store. Like it would be awesome. so authentic. Um, Your clientele, I think, are super appreciative too. I, I was there picking up the burritos the other day mm -hmm. and a guy that was there eating burritos as well came up and he had to, he was waiting for you to finish, yeah. tending me, yeah. and he just had to thank you and tell you that that was some of the best and vegan food that he's you eaten. Know what? You know what, that's, it, even if it's not the vegan food, it's on both sides of the, of the line that we have, people just say thank you, that was delicious. Like today, you know, that's, I think that's what we're really in it for now. We're like, man, you know, people love this place. People love our service, they love our food. You know, they love everything that we're doing down here, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong, we've had some awesome jobs. Yeah. We have never had a bad time in any of our jobs. Mm. We've worked everywhere. I mean, I've been a radio DJ, I've been a club DJ, I've owned bars. Yeah, that's right, I know you're from yes. radio. Yes. I think I've seen you a lot. I used to work in Power 102. That's, that's right, you had a Power 102 shirt. Yes. When I saw you and I... Yeah. yeah well, he's the only one that still fits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. well, Manny, Manny has worked the, the ins and outs, you know, yeah. all over the place. But what I'm trying to get with that is that I want to say this is probably the most rewarding, rewarding job we've job had. We've ever had. Just awesome. like this is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and, and it makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. It's the motivation that keeps us going day in and day out. Definitely, yeah. I can see that. And like I said in the very beginning of the podcast, I'm just excited to have an option like that because there's not a lot. There's you not know, a lot. And I could literally make the vegan more. restaurants on my hand. And, and actually, that's exactly how many there are in yeah, Paso. I, I think so too, because yes. these are the ones that I know. One on the east side, one up here, one here. There's probably one, two on the east side, isn't there, I believe? Well, you got Queen's Table, Queen's you got... Um, uh, Lick? Lick It Up? Oh, Lick It Up yeah. is over here. Mm -hmm. You also have... 
Which is another great place. Um, I mean, those two places are great. Really uh, a green tree? Yeah. Over there? Joy Tree, I'm sorry. Joy, Joy Tree. tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of you have a lot of op- not a lot of options, but you have options. Mm-hmm. But, no, in the more the merrier. But if you live like on the west side and there was nothing, I was on the east side, far east side. Yeah. Oh, it just mm-hmm. tells craving. Yeah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like the more the merrier for us. I mean, yeah. the last thing that we want is people just going to one place and being like, okay, well this is it. No, on the contrary, because I mean we've we've lifted with any type of business. It's like you yeah. go to it so much that you get tired of it, and then that's it. You can't have it no more. Yeah. Like you, you're fed up. So the more the variety, more the, the more merrier. the Business. I mean, yeah. actually, one of the things that we uh, did with Vegans at Night was that we try to involve other businesses. So if, you know, you're a business out there, you want to get involved with Vegans at Night, just reach out to us and uh, we'll put a table out for you guys. You know, it's, it's like awesome. this last time we had a, a pastry chef. She uh, she came out and she put out her own pastry. She sold them. She sold out within the first two, three hours as well. You know, and okay. I mean, yeah. we could have made the pastries, but we didn't, we, mm-hmm. we, that was not... It's not our thing. It's not our thing. We're, we're not pastry chefs. We're, we're not know, interested. We're like, yeah. We were interested in sharing the wealth, getting mm-hmm. more of the community involved. You know, I'm looking for more people to uh, get involved, like with drinks, with uh, with clothing. I have like bigger plans for uh, vegans at night. So definitely, if you're a vendor mm-hmm. and you want to get involved with you know our event, reach out to us. Like mm-hmm. our our. Um, we want to make it huge. Our doors are make a whole block. Party. That'd be like, cool, huh? Even like uh, we were talking about like making like like a farmers market at night type thing for that day, just because yeah. we want to make it. But we don't want to call it farmers market, but no, we but just the, make it big. Yeah, but the, the main rule that it, it, it has to be for the culture. It has to be vegan. It has to stick by the rules. You know, I mean, it has to be local. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 something that we uh, right. We I we want to make sure we keep it for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sticking local is is really cool, just because. If you guys have been here for the last seven, ten years in El Paso, you've seen this shift, the shift right, of, of entrepreneurship. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people now are owning businesses, and El Paso is a lot more supportive than it was mm-hmm. years ago. It's it's no longer the Applebee's city, you know. It's no longer that, yeah. you know, because everyone's like, let's go to Applebee's. You know, but no, now it's like let's go to this new restaurant over here. Oh, right. Let's, let's try something new. Restaurant, you know, it's own locally, you know. Right, and you have so much mm-hmm. things happening now in the city. I think every weekend there's artists coming in. There's artists. There's coming something in, there's happening. Shows, here, there's you know? something ri- downtown. I know we're like, well, we shouldn't open on Saturdays, but now well, we we're open thing. on Saturdays because there's this event, there's that event. We're like, right. From now on, we're open on Saturdays. Our, you know, our sales have incremented on Saturdays. Like every single Saturday, mm-hmm. they just keep on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's insane. And now it's the thing again. Now we're looking into like, should we open on Sundays? People keep on asking. You guys close on Sundays? That's the only day we're closed. Yeah, but we're like closed, Chick-fil-A. but we're still working, you know? We're still working. <laughs> you guys are doing everything. We're still like doing Chick-fil-A. like, yeah. I always carry Chick fil A on Sundays. Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, see, that's the thing. We still did, uh, we're still doing catering on Sunday. Oh, that's cool. So that's the thing. We're, we've been so working more of an event in and out. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, so we're still doing a lot of things. We still have like, more <laughs> things planned in the future. Um, it just so happens that right now we try to pace ourselves as much as we can and try to enjoy the moment because everything's going by so fast. So, so fast. Right. Like I said, people are like, let's open. We're like, no, no, just slow down. Yeah. Oh, and sometimes he's like, Manny, no. I'm like, okay. and sometimes I have to slow down. You know? Yeah, we both have to slow each other down because we're like, let's do it, let's do it. No. I'll wake up at night and I'll text someone and be like, hey, I have this idea. Do you think it's the greatest idea ever? And then I won't hear from him and then all of a sudden he'll like light up. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm like, okay, cool. I can go back to sleep. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, being in this situation where you guys are growing so fast, I'm sure there's been a lot of learning involved with this, right? So, yes. 
what has been one of your biggest lessons in the last nine weeks of you know operating this business that seems to be catching fire right now never underestimate your market that's my biggest lesson i'm like we're gonna sell this we're gonna sell that that's it you know and market changes and you have to change with the market you can't just stay and you guys start to... off offering vegan options two vegan options at first just just to, just to see what just, happens just run out just to like we said we, don't, again, we didn't we, want to alienate yeah, anyone you, you never want to leave yeah. anybody behind the yeah. idea behind sona was a place where everybody can For, go in yeah. and have mm -hmm. a meal and you weren't alienated mm -hmm. right so just like how we had already done our market mm -hmm. research because i've done it so much with like normal meats and tacos and other foods and such like that i wanted to have an idea where okay vegetarians and all that can come in and they'll feel you know um they don't feel left out, you know. I, Everyone I think, could eat, you know. That's yeah. what, have you seen our line? We're like, hey, do you want cilantro? Do you want onions? And you right. notice that everything's separate. We don't yes. have the cilantro and onions already mixed. It gives you kind of that. Uh, yeah. We're like that. Uh, yeah, the tomatoes are almost yeah. feel. Yeah. The you avocado know, through the yeah. line. The avocado is by itself. We don't like to mix it because people don't like jalapenos in their avocado. Right. People don't like tomatoes. We want you to have your meal your way, the way you want it. Right. And You're we building don't, your own. Yeah, we don't. Alienate anyone, you know. Yeah, we're we're, we're we're very big on you know. It's like your meal is gonna be yours, and it's not gonna be replicated, mm -hmm. you know, unless you're with like certain someone. It's like I want the same thing, mm -hmm. and even then, it's gonna be a little bit different, you know. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're very big on that idea. So mm -hmm. our main thought, our main goal was just to be able to be like, cool. How can we maintain everybody happy? We know we can't do it, but how can we get close enough? And yeah. the market and it changes, just, and changes, yeah, and changes, exactly. and changes. Exactly. Never thing, yeah. And the no. good thing about our system is that we can change with it really easily. We could be like, okay, because you guys are the, the yeah. decision makers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys and get we to be like, okay, to determine we change the, the change direction. direction. And that's, and that's one of the biggest lessons I learned. We we have like yeah. two employees, mm -hmm. and I walk in and I tell them, I'm like, we have one rule, and that's that we never say no. I'm all like, and if we're forced mm -hmm. to having to say no, I better have an option of how I'm gonna replace that before I even say no. Right. You know, so if I come to like, oh, it's because, you know, I don't have that. It's like, hey, you know what? I might not have that, but this over try here this. is way mm -hmm. better. How are you going to try that? You know, and like I told you, we have that policy that if you don't like it, you don't mind. So the customer, they isn't sacrificing anything. Mm -hmm. they, they can take a dive into it. And if they like it, you know, which has been with us, I want to say 99 per nine. You know, yeah. there, there hasn't we've been had, any we've had, I think, one person. Yeah, but one person. You can't please it. But it was, it was basically because right? it was too spicy for them, I think. Yeah, that, that was the only reason. Well, like, no, 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 the, she, she wanted to try picadillo and the picadillo was too spicy for her. And we're like, perfect, now I know exactly your yeah. level of spiciness. Right. Let's try this one. Right. You know? That's awesome. That's awesome. It sounds like you guys definitely have, I mean, you guys are so fresh. You guys are so fresh and it sounds like you've already been in business three months, four months, um, which is really cool. What, what would you guys say is next for? You, what, what is next in plans? What do you guys have planned? I know you're still fresh. I know you're still yeah. trying to figure it out. Like I said, or more like, like, like we were saying, like part of like the things that you want to avoid or things like that. Uh, like for me, where uh, avoid trying to over plan things. Cause I know I, I want to over plan things and I want to think, okay, locations, multiple this, mm -hmm. money comes from here, money comes from there. We can grow, we can uh, manufacture, we can do so many big things and I have like so many big ideas. But then the problem is that I'm thinking so far ahead that I forget to do the things I need to do now. Be present. Yeah. Exactly. To, be, to stay 
to Arizona because it's exactly. Arizona, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like I leave people and things along the way thinking about over here that again you leave gaps for there to be errors, for there to be mistakes, you know, and that's one of the things that, you know, we've uh, that you have to avoid and thinking into the future, we're constantly thinking, okay, that would be good, but table it. That would be good. So honestly, we don't know what stands in the future. We definitely like to get uh, a little more of a, a beer and wine involved. We do. We know we we were looking into that. We are, um, beer, we are thinking about a beer and wine license. Another, another thing yeah. that we're looking into is uh, mass producing some of our lines, and so that way you're able to ship them out to like people that live out of town. Oh, so cool. that way, like you know, like you said, it's like, oh, I have a cousin over here that has this. That they can actually like order through a website and be shipped out. Um, Thinking about uh, prep meals, so like, you know, people downtown, you know, they work nine-hour shifts. You know, like sometimes six days a week, they don't want to go home on a Friday and cook. So we have their plates ready as they order it. You know, here you go, a full family meal for four, five, or six, you know, so mom doesn't have to cook anymore. Right. You know? Is your clientele only in El Paso? No. No, you know what's been funny? Was that ever since yeah. uh, we've, cause like I told you, when we opened up, we didn't open up with any social media thing or, you know, just to the magnitude that we have right now. We, we first wanted to focus on our basis get everything done, and then that was gonna be our step two. Right. So we opened up, we dealt with like our customers there, we were doing good. Yeah, we had a little post, one or two here, you know, basic, nothing like big. But then once we have got behind it, um, behind our marketing, behind our advertising, behind everything, it just blew up. And um, now we're getting a lot of people that are driving through El Paso. So they'll be driving from here back to Dallas, from Dallas back to LA and such. And like you said, there's not a lot of many places they can go. And the first thing that pops us is us. So they'll pull in over and then they'll just order with us. That's awesome. So we're getting a lot of out-of-towners just coming through. That's, you know, that's really RV good. vans, they're parking next door. You know, they're like, <laughs> yeah, hey, man. They, they are, like, really? Yeah, they, they park their buses, people from out of town. They're like, we're on the we've go. heard about you guys. Yeah. We're like, thank you. <laughs> and we're like, really I good. guess the marketing is working, mm -hmm. you know? Social media is insane. I mean, right now you could definitely position yourself to be very successful. Especially Instagram. Instagram yeah. is like a That's monster. my niche too. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Facebook, not so much anymore as that used yeah. to be. But I think Instagram. just Instagram has everything that Facebook has and Snapchat and, well, has. And that Facebook had, you know, because right. now it's just a, a picture goes a thousand in, yeah. in ways. And, you know, like, it's like they tell you, like, never go too cheap. Like, just mm -hmm. focus on really good on a really good picture, on a really good photographer, on a really good lighting, right. and try mm -hmm. to sell your product, you know? Half of the time, you know, um, your product will go up like a good 20%, 30% if you have really good lighting on it. You know, if you yeah. just put it out there like, you hey man, this is the best thing. If you put it on your table, you're not gonna be able to take that I'm picture. Trying, I see, I'm, you know. Obviously, I do real estate, so <laughs> I see houses all the time with professional photography, mm -hmm. and I see houses that this person just took a picture with their flip phone. Yeah. I could tell on the photo, mm -hmm. and it's like, how are you gonna sell something like that? Like, exactly, yeah, it's yeah, not very appealing. Yeah, it's, um, it's, where, can, where can our guests find you guys on social media? Um, go ahead. Uh, it's, uh, for our Instagram, it's uh, Zona Centro El Paso. El Paso. And under Facebook is uh, Zona Centro Mexican Eatery. Uh, Zona Centro EP for Twitter. We're not that big on Twitter right now. Yeah, like I said, there's mm -hmm. many flaws mm -hmm. when you start going big yes. that you're yeah. going to have. That's why I don't go too big because then you're going to have them. Yeah. One of them is the fact that we're not 
uh, as big on Twitter as we like to be. Yeah. Same with Snapchat. And actually, you know, we don't even have. I mean, you, same we don't with have a Yelp account. No, no, no. But we have five Snapchat. stars on yeah. Yelp. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We don't have a Yelp account. We have, Yelp we've never account. created one. We've never created, but we have a five star rating from like fifteen we've, people. We've been trying Yelp. to. We, yeah, you're playing catch up right now. I think yeah. there's yeah, so many different platforms right now for you to yeah. get your name out there mm -hmm. and to for people to actually get exposed to you. But it takes a lot of work. I know, like me personally, I I had Sosa's help me with my marketing, legacy mm -hmm. marketing. And they've been helping me with content and creating the vlog and video because it's too much. It it's is, for it's me. As I mean, like we yeah. have. I want to say our website is halfway done. I just haven't finished posting it up, just because we haven't had the time to sit down and finish. I mean, it's either I'm cooking or I'm finishing up the marketing or whatever. But uh, somehow I managed to come up with like all our, um, all our what's it called all our Instagram posts, all our everything. Like we do all our designs, everything in house. Like everything that you see in Sona is in house. That's awesome. So marketing, design, um, you know, coverage, everything, food, coverage, food, um, everything, events, yeah. printing um, now, <laughs> printing, printing now, now everything, everything, <laughs> um, everything yeah. every little detail is in house. That's you know, cool. everything mm -hmm. from our logos, the way we design our campaign, everything has been in house. Everything is. Yeah. Awesome. We've, we've done it all, which is good. Yeah. Well, I see your exposure. Yeah. I see your posts mm -hmm. getting a lot more. Uh, you're a lot more involved now, I think, on this. Oh yeah, I'm you know, it. we went from 300 followers in three weeks, three four weeks, to about 1,200 followers on Instagram. Right, right. Yeah, right. like within two weeks. Yeah, we're like, uh -oh, hopefully, we'll, hopefully we'll get you some more followers yeah. and more exposure. Mm -hmm. But again, appreciate you guys coming out. One question that I do have for you guys: being in El Paso, I think anybody that comes, especially if you're from El Paso, you leave town and you come back, there's just so many options for food out here. Um, what is one of your favorite restaurants to to eat at? What is one of your you know most inspiring restaurants to kind of go to? Even if it's not that inspiring, yeah. Chico's is cool. You know, I, I worked at I, when I first came back to El Paso. I worked at Artavino's Desert Crossing. Nice. Artavino's and uh, I worked there as a GM for about four years. And you know what? That has always set the staple for my customer service with everybody else and the way I've always thought about food. So whenever I, I get a chance to, that's the restaurant I will always go back to. Artavino's. Artavino's Desert Crossing. Marina and Robert yeah. Artavino, great people, you know. Just, Fantastic. Yeah, well, some of the best chefs I've ever known that have been from there, you know. Like really? Chef uh, Roberts, he's now at the Double Eagle, you know. And uh, Chef Salsar, you know. I don't know where he's at anymore. He had a kid, so we don't know. But, <laughs> he's in you know, right now. Yeah, and uh, for you, I, you know. Um, you know, I, I grew up a central kid, so it's 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 hard for me. Like I I I like so many kitchens. Uh, <laughs> take one, take one. It's, it's hard. Huh? I think it's, it's hard. hard in El Paso. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, I'm from Central too. You know. You know what? Like <laughs> it's it's hard because like one of the the biggest like just infamous like things that hits me in my face is when I was a kid. I barely moved up here. Like I grew up in Southern Mexico. Um, so when I moved up here, like I, I must have been like around what, 10 years old, and I, I remember the first time I bit into a water burger it was like <laughs> a life changing experience. Because I was still like, is. I mean, I was it still like, is for everyone. Because it was like, oh, this is so life changing, you know. <coughs> and of course, I grew up, and I always wanted to recreate that sense of feeling. And one of the cool things that I like hit me once like that happened was uh, Sabretooth. Sabretooth uh, next to a uh, 
Black Market definitely hit I've, that niche. Um, I've heard oh. of it and I've seen it and I've never gone. Open Anchor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Open Anchor. Yeah. You been there? You have to. Sabretooth? This is the one right by Open Anchor. Yeah, by, right, right by Open Anchor. Anchor. I thought you did. I don't know. So, for playing, first time, like I had like a plain, simple cheeseburger, you know, not much. This is cement. But just the presentation, the way the way the line worked. Again, you know, it's like you, you, you went and you sat down, and it was a show to watch people just come and prepare and do everything. Like, I was, I was amazed and everything. And it just brought me that feeling of like the first time when I came up here, and like, you know, Waterberg hit me in the face. I'm not, I couldn't even pronounce the name. I couldn't do anything, but I remember that taste. Uh, again, back in Mexico, we, we then put bacon in our burgers, like we didn't prepare certain things. So coming here and eating it like that, I thought it was awesome. So when I was at uh, a Sabretooth, I got that feeling again and I really, really, really liked You're just it. Kind of mind like blowing. it just, it was mind blowing. So yeah. I just, I loved the way that, uh, that, that Sabretooth like just took care of me there. So I was like, you know what, like, is there a better burger? Is there not? Like, it's never been a question of there is or there isn't. It's more of like, what type of feeling that gave me. Yeah. So when I I think taste is so, yeah. so subjective that you can't And really... I, I think he talked to me about that and I, that's why when I see people tasting our food, I'm like, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. When like, that's definitely like yeah. my experience yeah. of like how I want people to feel when like, you know, they eat our food. Another great restaurant that I think that like just embodies that is uh, one of the things that like we kind of like design ourselves after was like Savage Goods. Savage Goods like definitely like came up from like I'm nothing. All these places. Like I remember the first time I saw Savage yeah. Goods was like on Instagram. You'll like oh, it. You'll love it. Yeah, now. like first time I saw them on Instagram, like I saw it and I was like, I love this. Like I get it. I I understand it. Um, I'm like in love with it. And I remember showing it to a friend and the friend was like, eh, same old thing. Like what's new about it? And I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> and, get fast, out of here. and fast forward to now. <laughs> We have something that I think is similar in the sense where, like, it's homey, it's inviting, you know, the neighborhood loves us, um, you know, people like it. And that's one of the things, like I said, that, that I think that Savage does immensely well. And we've been able to replicate from them. I mean, I, I'd be, I think I'd be lying if I say that nobody else has done it. No, like, Savage has done a fantastic job of it. And, you know, Saber to Savage, like, they do a really good job of doing things like that. And I, I want to say that like we like that's one thing that we wanted to achieve for the neighborhood around us to like like us so much yeah. and within yeah. a month like everybody else within there just like really enjoys our food or cooking or service you know we know everybody by name that lives up in the uh, above us everybody that comes down all the homeless like they they hang out at our spot and we mm -hmm. buy them food we let them out they bring more people in like it's just it's a neighborhood yeah. and that's mm -hmm. something that we wanted to be a part of from the beginning that's and awesome. these restaurants, like they definitely showed me the way of how to do it. That's cool. Staying local, staying true. Staying I think local, is very, very, very important. And, yes. and growing that mm -hmm. that culture that you guys are going after. Yeah, and staying humble. You know, like don't think of other restaurants as your competition, or mm -hmm. oh, whoa, why are they doing that? You know, just hey, you know, like yeah. like I said, there's, there's there's tons of people in this city. You know, and it might yeah. be the smallest, little, biggest city in the world, but you know, we're we're Paso and. There's enough for everyone, you know, and yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree, and I wish you guys nothing but the best Thank of you. luck. I'm really excited to see where you guys go, not only in the next nine weeks, but next in year. the next, you know, year. That's that's gonna be really exciting, just because I know and I see where you guys are going. I think you guys have something really special. So again, I wish I wish you guys the best Thank of you. luck. Uh, for our viewers, before we we end off, um, where can they find you guys? What's the address? 218 East Mills. It's right across the street from the post office. 
So if uh, you're going downtown and you see a building on the top that says Electric City, right underneath in the corner spot, 218 East Mills, it's uh, Zona Centro. Zona Centro, make sure you guys stop by and check it out. Fresco, Manny, thank you guys so no, much for stopping much. by. If thank you guys you. haven't checked out their restaurant, make sure you guys definitely check it out. Give it a shot. I promise you guys, you guys aren't going to regret it. And also make sure you guys tune in every single Wednesday where we're going to be interviewing entrepreneurs and influencers just like Fresco and Manny here and hearing their stories, seeing what they're doing here in the city. Again, appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so thank much you. for being on the episode. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you.